You're listening to the Moon Griffon Show podcast on KPEL965.com. The Fox Business Report is brought to you by Gulf Coast Bank, your local community bank. Whether your financial needs are for an individual, a business, or for the whole family, Gulf Coast Bank has the knowledge and products to serve you best. With nine convenient locations throughout Acadiana, you're never far from a friendly Gulf Coast Bank associate. I'm Neil Cavuto, and this is the Fox Business Report. The Consumer Price Index for September is offering a mixed picture on inflation. The CPI rose a little more than expected at four-tenths of a percent and up 3.7 percent in the year ending in September. However, core inflation, excluding food and energy, rose three-tenths of a percent as expected, and core inflation for the year ending in September was 4.1 percent. That is an improvement from August. The number of new claims for unemployment benefits was little changed last week at 209,000, still consistent with a healthy job market. The Social Security Administration just announced a 3.2% cost of living adjustment for next year. Shares of Walgreens Boots Alliance are slumping. The drugstore and healthcare company reported a disappointing quarter. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Kosola, invested in you. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette. A show of solidarity. I'm Chris Foster, Fox News. Secretary of State Antony Blinken in Tel Aviv, Israel, says at least 25 American deaths are now confirmed in the Hamas terrorist attacks in Israel and that there's overwhelming support in the United States for Israel's fight against Hamas and other threats. The message that I bring to Israel is this. You may be strong enough on your own to defend yourself, but as long as America exists, you will never ever have to. We will always be there by your side. Secretary Blinken with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. 1,300 deaths are reported in Israel. 1,400 deaths now in Gaza in Israeli military strikes. It'll be a 3.2% increase in Social Security benefits next year, a cost of living adjustment based on inflation. It was 8.7% this year. Inflation was higher. The Labor Department's Consumer Price Index, the latest read on inflation. The CPI rose a little more than expected at four-tenths of a percent and up 3.7% in the year ending in September. However, core inflation, excluding food and energy, rose three-tenths of a percent as expected. And core inflation for the year ending in September was 4.1%. That is an improvement from August. Fox is Jenny Casola. There's a new Fox poll about the 2024 presidential election. Former President Trump has 59% of GOP support, followed distantly by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and then former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley. But in hypothetical matchups, former President Trump comes in one point behind President Biden. DeSantis beats the president by two points. Nikki Haley beats President Biden by four. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. The Republican Speaker of the House nominee Steve Scalise plans to speak on the House floor at 12.15 p.m. D.C. time. A vote for speakers not happened or been scheduled, with Scalise still trying to win over enough Republican support for a majority in the full House. And sources tell Fox there may be no available route for Scalise to pluck off the necessary votes to win. America's listening to Fox News. 
Pure Talk, America's wireless company, is on a mission to alleviate $10 million in military debt by Veterans Day, but they're going to need your help. Now, Pure Talk will donate a percentage of every new order to this great cause. When you make the switch, they make it simple, fast, and easy to their super-fast 5G network. Talk, text, plenty of data now, only at 20 bucks a month. Do it right now. Dial pound 250. Say the keyword, save now. Make the switch to Pure Talk, and you can help a military member in need. Identity theft shows no signs of slowing down. In fact, more than $29 billion were stolen last year alone. That's a criminal success story and a wake-up call for everyone else. It can be dangerously easy to steal your identity. LifeLock makes it easy to help protect yourself if you become a victim. A dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Join now and save up to 25% your first year with my name, Clay, as your promo code at LifeLock.com. It's time to win cash. Get your KPL News apps ready because here's your chance to win up to $30,000. Just enter the following code into your KPL News app where it says win cash and make sure you listen for more codes throughout the day because the more codes you enter, the better your chances. Here is your next code. Your code for this hour is 259. That's 259. The rising cost. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Welcome, Moon Graffon Show. It is two days away. Two days away. Will a good old boy network system continue to drive this state to the ground? Will trial lawyers drive this state into the ground with their nasty advertisement? Or will we, the people, say enough is enough? We're going out and we're voting for the right candidates. Because if we don't, they're going to take it over and they're going to make their money. And the good old boy network's going to laugh. They're going to cut up if they win some elections. And they're going to talk about how great it is. They got somebody they can use. You know, like... Mike McConaughey is using, using. You know, they spent $700,000 in that race against Alan Siebel. Brandon, $700,000. Why do you think they're doing that, folks? Why do you think they called him in? All right, Brandon, I just, I just double book one. <laughs> uh, the first of probably many, but okay. Uh, probably many. Oh, probably many, I'm going to bet. So we may have to do some shuffling. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Uh, okay, she's gonna be she's she gonna be hot at me, but that's okay. I've been some of the best women I know have been hot at me. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow you the ease one, on through. The one I love the most been uh-huh. hot at me. Anyway, yeah. let's jump gears. Uh, we have John Fleming. He is a former congressman. John Fleming. He worked in the Trump administration for many years. He is running for treasurer. John, how you doing? Hey, good morning, Moon. I'm doing great and excited about the election on Saturday. Well, I, I, you know, I don't blame you, but uh, you know, you know, you, you run into you only got two candidates. You got another Republican who's been in the system, and you got a Democrat who's a left loony tune from left field. I mean, that's that's who you're running against. 
Well, that that is true, and you know as well as I do that we have a big rhino problem down in Baton Rouge, and my one Republican opponent uh, was part of that cadre that at the last minute spent the extra $2 billion uh, on wasteful projects. And again, it just keep you know, this keeps happening in Washington. It keeps happening in Baton Rouge. So I want to join the 19 warriors, the courageous um, members of the House, uh, and a growing number of them uh, to push back on the wasteful spending in Baton Rouge, but also to reform our tax laws and really to put an open for business sign in Baton Rouge to bring in jobs and companies uh, to turn this state around. Yeah, it's uh, the treasure position. One of the things that you have to do, and I, and I thought uh, Schroeder did a good job. He he fought the, uh, this, this what is it, ESG? This new yeah. new way of putting the Green New Deal on these companies. that And I, I thought that was smart. He took the money from that area. And I wish everybody in the country did it. We would be smarter and better. But talk a little bit about that because I, I thought that was a good move. Well, look, not only uh, is ESG the investment of money into crazy ideas, which my Democrat opponent really wants to do very badly, uh, but also uh, there's a study that was done by the University of Chicago where they looked at 20,000 Morningstar-rated funds. They compared the best ESG funds to the non-ESG funds, and every time... Even the poorest non-ESG funds beat the ESG funds. It's just a terrible investment. It's a terrible idea. Whether you believe in where the money's going and why, why take the taxpayer's money and waste it like that? So, uh, yeah, Schroeder did the right thing in that, and certainly I will continue those very important and very, uh, you know, what I would say wise investments, but most of all, protect our money. Now, John Fleming is his name. He's running for treasure with a great state of Louisiana. John, what has been the, uh, you know, you guys, and I call, we call them down races, not down race, but it, it's, it's a statewide race. Down ballot. Uh, and a lot of people are a lot uh, down ballot, but a lot of people are not, uh, you know, I, I find people not engaged as much. What, what's your experience out there? Are people, are people fine-tuning a little bit better now that we, we really own an election? I mean, we're making a decision in two days. Yes, Uh Typically, Moon, people really focus on the governor's race and they don't think about down ballot, you know, lieutenant governor, treasurer, secretary of state, insurance commissioner. They just don't think about those until about the last week. And then all of a sudden uh, they engage. And uh, so I had a number of people. I was at an event, for instance, in Lafayette last night. A number of people came up to me and they said, look, everybody in my neighborhood is calling and asking who should I vote for and so forth. And uh, most of them said they had already voted for me. So, yeah, it's that last week that people really begin to make a lot of decisions about the so-called down-ballot races. Uh, but they are important. And, uh, you know, uh, people do their research sometimes at the last minute, but that's okay as long as they get it right. Yeah, this is uh, – the treasurer's is, is an important spot just because of everything coming down from the federal government. You know, that's that's what makes it such a big, big deal. It's, it becomes a problem. Well, right. It, and there are three main functions of the treasurer's office. One, of course, is to in, properly invest and protect the taxpayers' money and also the money that comes in from the federal government, but also the unclaimed property, which is a very popular program where if somehow your money gets hung up down in Baton Rouge, like a, you know, a refund on your taxes or maybe... 
uh, an inheritance that didn't make its way to you. Our job will be to return that to you. And then finally, sitting on the multiple bond commission boards that decide uh, whether or not a municipality can manage the debt that it may want to take in floating a bond in order to, you know, build a bridge or a building or improve a road. So there's vital and important things in everyone's life of when it comes to the treasurer of the state of Louisiana. Yeah. By the way, his name is John Fleming. He wants to be the next treasurer. John, you think being a, a congressman for as, as long as you did uh, helps you in this position? If it does, how does it help you? Because, I mean, you've been able to see – you may never see it at a different level dealing with money and debt and all that stuff dealing with the federal government. Well, right. Uh, first of all, I started businesses as, as far back as the 1980s, so I've had to deal with my own multi-million dollar budgets and signing the front of the paycheck, not just the back of the paycheck. So I have the private sector business experience, but then in Washington I had to vote on eight annual federal budgets that were in the trillions of dollars. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I was up against the same sort of issues that the legislature was uh, this this past uh, session in deciding what's wasteful and what's proper. And to be honest with you, I voted against most of those federal budgets because they were wasteful. Uh, We could have done a much better job. Uh, And then, of course, uh, I served four years in the Trump administration. I led the Economic Development Administration so we had budgets there, and then of course, when I was in the White House, we had to de- deal. I had to deal with the OMB, uh, Office of Management and Budget, on a daily basis, getting rules and regulations through during the pandemic. So yeah, I've spent much of my life dealing with lar- very large budgets. So I think I've got the experience and the wherewithal to 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 do a good job for the people in Baton Rouge. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's just down to the, the vote counting. You know, I I don't know. I guess everybody can still get that message out. I don't know what you do when it gets this late. I guess you just keep working, trying to get people to convince to vote for you. Well, of course, you have to lay down a foundation that goes back a year when you're running for an office like this. And I've been doing that. I don't turn down any any request to come speak. Um, an 89-year-old gentleman just uh, called me the other day, wanted to sign uh, down in Kenner. And I said, well, look, I'm driving by there on my way to Gretna. I'll drop by. And I sat down with he and his wife, and we chatted, and he showed me pictures of his grandkids and all of that. And I left a couple of signs for him. So that's really what it's all about, running for office. And uh, as as you know, I published uh, several polls showing that I'm well in the lead over my Republican opponent in this. The Louisiana State Party, uh, Republican Party, has endorsed me. Uh, Fourteen um, Republican Parish Executive Committees, the key popular, uh, I should say populist uh, parishes around the state uh, have endorsed me. Four congressmen uh, have endorsed me. So uh, it, it, it appears that we've got the momentum to carry this to victory. Maybe not uh, in the primary. I will, I'll probably be in a runoff against the Democrat but it's looking like that's how this race gets sized up. And as you know, my Democrat opponent is basically a socialist. And uh, I don't think the people of Louisiana is going to want a socialist. Yeah, as our I agree 100%. John, real quick, give out what people can get in touch with you, man. And thank you so much. Uh, and I wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much, Moon. Just go to Fleming for Treasurer. That's Fleming with one M. Flemingfortreasurer.com. 
And you can contact me in many ways once you get there. All right. Good luck to you, John Fleming. Good luck, John. All right, we're going to take a break. More to come. Guest after guest today. I'm loaded up. We'll be right back. want to keep Nancy Landry's experience leading the Secretary of State's office. Currently the first Assistant Secretary of State, Republican Nancy Landry will be ready on day one and has a solid conservative voting record from her time in the state legislature. Our new Secretary of State must conduct the 2024 presidential elections immediately after taking office. Louisiana cannot afford someone who needs on-the-job training. Nancy Landry will be ready on day one to keep our elections safe and secure. Paid for by Nancy Landry Campaign. Joe Biden wanted to stop oil and gas jobs in the Gulf of Mexico. But Liz Merle fought for us and blocked Biden's left-wing ban on oil and gas leasing. Liz whipped sleepy Joe Biden's lawyers. But we know they'll try again. Liz will be ready and will never back down. For Attorney General, vote Liz Merle, Louisiana's fighter. Paid for by Safe and Free Louisiana and not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. Louisiana is 48th in police pay, 35th in teacher pay, and dead last for firefighters. That doesn't surprise you, does it? The legislature had an extra $2 billion. That's billion with a B. The blue team fought the red team, and then the red team fought the red team. They passed a budget that none of them read without permanent raises for teachers. What kind of message are we sending? It sounds like move to Texas. We don't value you. It's embarrassing. So how can we expect our children to stay, serve and build community if we don't make our teachers, police and firefighters a priority? I'm Hunter Lundy. I'm a Christian and an independent. I'm running for governor. Let's seize the future of family, community and prosperity. Not one of crime, poverty and potholes. Why not? Hunter Lundy, governor. Paid for by Lundy for Louisiana. Hey, Boudreaux. Hi, y'all. Welcome back. Moon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607. Matthew James, Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. Let's jump gears. We are going to jump out to... Uh, Rep, uh, District 65 over in the central area. Steve Whitlow joins us. Steve, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. Steve, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and why you run it. Well, we're a longtime central residents. We've been in the district uh, for about 30 years, my wife and I. Uh, my wife is a central native, and um, we practiced law for a number of years in, in doing insurance defense and other things. Um, and actually started a nonprofit about seven years ago because our oldest son is is on the autism spectrum. So we started a nonprofit that helps young adults with autism transition into um, independent living. And as we did that, we decided that community service needed to be a really center part of our life. And and um, we've been involved in the in the church and the community for a long time, and wanted to shift gears and and bring that community service to the government. You know, it's funny. I got something in common. I like Central too. I- 
I got me a wife out of there. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Good women came out of there. That's how I ended up out here. She, she, she told me that, uh, that uh, we could live there for a couple of years, and 30 years later we're still in the same place. Yeah, yeah. We didn't live there, but she did for a long time. Uh, Steve, uh, uh, just for, uh, you know, because of time, what are you, what are you running on? What do you, what do you see, and what are people telling you if you're knocking on doors? And what are you, what's your, where's your heart at in this state for changing what? Because we, we need to make a lot of change. Well, the fact of the matter is that Louisiana is not doing well. We're only one of three states in the past 10 years whose GDP has declined. We're one of five states who've lost jobs. We've lost 150,000 citizens out of Louisiana. We're not doing well, despite the fact that we had the natural resources and the hardworking folks to get it done. And so we need to focus in on the fundamentals. We need government to do the things that government can do well, which is to build our roads and infrastructure, to keep our streets and cities safe, to educate our children, and to protect our freedoms, both individual and business freedoms. And we need to get the government out of the rest of our lives, focus in those things, and once we start to do that, our economy will recover, our, our folks will have the freedom to innovate and be um, uh, competitive in this environment. And I think that we need to uh, really go back to basis, basics in terms of, of the government. And I'll say this, that the, the issues aren't hard to spot. Every, every commercial that I heard in, in, when I was waiting in line here had have people pointing to the same issues. It's the, the vision and the plan and the commitment to get things done that will make a difference, and, and I have that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's got to be done. Hey, you know there's a pledge going out there. To, so what happened last time, I know the guy that's sitting in your seat right now, Barry Poison Ivy. I hope that doesn't spread. Uh, uh, you know, there's a pledge out there that they're asking you all to sign so we don't have happen what happened last time. Have you looked at the pledge, and are you going to sign it? Yeah, it's been, it's, it's it basically and, a pledge just saying that you're going to stick with the Republicans. You're not going to do what they did last time, go across let the Democrats pick the speaker. Yeah, so there's five of us that are running. All of us are Republicans, and I'm the only one that got the endorsement. And so I don't think I'd have made it out of there if I hadn't have agreed to that principle for sure. But um, the Republican Party has been good to me in our campaign, and uh, I'm certainly going to be loyal to them because the only way that we're going to make the changes that we need to do is to work together to bring about these, these changes as a, as a unified body and not divide ourselves. For yeah, sure. you, yeah, you. Uh, there's an $18 billion backlog in roads. And, you know, it's a shame. It seemed like when we got a billion-dollar backlog in roads, we would have been jumping up and down, but they let it get so big. Uh, people want infrastructure. They want it fixed. But, you know, we don't want to raise taxes because we think there's been a lot of money. They could have took all this extra money and put it on the, uh, on the roads, and they haven't. So what do you do? How do you get there? Do you, or do you have an idea how you really get there? Well, I think part of the part of the issue is to go back to the local governments and start to prioritize the projects that they say are necessary, and we need to have an open communication with them to make sure that we're setting the proper priorities on what work is getting done. And the second thing is we just have to go through the, the state finances with a fine-tooth comb and start eliminating some of the waste that we see and applying it to the fundamentals that I talked about earlier. We should be uh, not spending money on things that don't matter and refocusing those, that attention on the, the things that will make a difference in our economy and, and our, our people's lives. And I think there's plenty of money out there. I think that we just have to have the diligence to go through and figure it out where, where it is and apply it to the right places. Yeah, Louisiana's all, we've had a lot of money. It just always gets to the wrong places. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm watching it happen on a daily basis. Steve, you, uh, his name is Steve Whitlow. Steve, what do you tell the voters now? What do you tell them? This is it. This is the end of the ride. What do you tell them, voters? What gets you separate yourself from the other four Republicans? 
Well, I'm a I'm a 56 year old man. Been practicing law for a long time. I I don't intend to be a career politician. Uh, my career is is uh, fast going in the rearview mirror. My goal is to make Louisiana a better place. I have kids that we've raised here, and and they, I know uh, at least one of them wants to go out of state. And we and there's too many folks with kids that want to leave our beautiful state. And my job as a representative will be to make sure that we make this an environment um, that will allow people to, to remain here, but more importantly, that will attract others to be in our great state. And we can do that. And it takes commitment. It takes a, a bit of wisdom. And it, it takes um, a vision for what we can be. And, I, and it, when I get into office, that is exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to take advantage of this great opportunity that we have with the new governor and the new legislature and start to make the hard decisions right away. Let me ask you a question. One of the, one of the issues is going to be, and I think it will help our political system, is closed primaries. I know Landry, Jeff Landry, and some of the other ones have talked about doing this and some of the leadership in the Republicans. Do, are you for closed primaries? Do you have a problem with closed primaries instead of this open fiasco that we have? Yeah, I think it would be good for us to have closed primaries to allow the the parties to figure out for themselves who should who they should present as as the leader of the party. Um, you know, there has been a lot of unfortunate circumstances that have arisen arisen from these open primaries. Um, I don't think that any system is perfect, Moon. And the fact of the matter is, if the public doesn't get engaged, then the system is warped to begin with. So we need to certainly engage the public and get them familiar with the issues and the candidates and to choose the best candidates. But I don't think the open primary has served as well. Yeah, no, I'm just think it's time. And, and, you know, I, I watch what happened in a couple of governor's races. I watch what happened in the Speaker of the House race. If you had closed primaries, you would have an election in the spring and you come back in the fall, you got one election. We got an election tomorrow, Saturday, I mean, and we got to turn around and do it again in four or five weeks. We wouldn't have that. We would have one election. So, uh, Steve, how can people get in touch with you real quick? We have a website. It's um, stevewhitlowforrep.com, and also my number is 225-362-6265. We'd love to hear from anybody. Yeah, me and you got one thing in common. We both married Central Girls. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Good thing. All righty. Steve Whitlow is his name. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. And when we get back, the next Attorney General, <clears throat> did I let that slip? Liz Morrow joins us. Did I? I'm sorry, Brad. I let it slip. Okay. We'll be right back. Four years ago, Stuart Cathy came calling on Ned White. Stuart wanted all the money Ned could donate to Cathy's run for the state Senate. Cathy knew Ned was a successful businessman. Cathy knew what one of Ned's businesses was. Cathy didn't care. Cathy just wanted Ned's money much the way politicians use Donald Trump. Four years later, Cathy's acting like he didn't know Ned's business back then. Cathy's acting like he's pure as driven snow. All because Ned White thinks Stuart Cathy has failed us as senator. Stuart Cathy has voted in favor of gambling issues constantly in Baton Rouge. Cathy even voted in favor of gaming expansion. Cathy's voted to allow criminals to serve on juries. Did you hear that? Criminals on juries. Cathy's taken tens of thousands of dollars from special interests, including gambling interests. Cathy voted to spend over $160 billion of your tax money in just four years. Stuart Cathy, he's no conservative. He's just a politician looking for money. Send a conservative to the Louisiana Senate. Ned White, a straight-talking conservative Republican. This is Insurance Commissioner-elect Tim Temple. First, I want to say thank you. I'm incredibly honored to be entrusted with this job. 
We have a lot of work to do, and while I don't take office officially until January, I'm already going to work for you. We've set up a transition team, and we're interested in hearing your thoughts to improve insurance. You can visit templeforlouisiana.com to engage with us and give us your input. Together, we will tackle the insurance crisis and make Louisiana better. Paid for by the Tim Temple campaign. I'm Scott McKnight. I was always taught to serve others. Before serving in the legislature, I served our community as a reserve deputy with the East Baton Rouge Sheriff's Office. In my 25 years in the financial sector, I served my clients by helping them manage and protect billions of dollars in assets. I'm ready to serve a state treasurer to face a new generation of problems. Hackers, central bank digital currency, and activist corporations. It's time for a new generation of leaders to protect Louisiana taxpayers and Louisiana's future. They for by the Scott McKnight campaign. Son. This hour of the Moon Griffon Show brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management online at MatthewJames.com. Hello, welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607 is the number. It is a Matthew James Tax Wealth Hotline. Liz Murrow joins Solicitor General running for Attorney General, the next Attorney General. Did I, did I let that slip out? Liz, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> how Don't you doing? Don't jinx me, Moon. No, Don't no. I, everybody to go vote. No, I, I, I agree 100% with you. There's, there's, uh, there may be votes cast, but there's none that's been counted in uh so what do you do this last week, Liz? I mean, you, we feel like you ought to be the next attorney general. We feel like you got all the qualifications, more than everybody running against you. But what do you do the last week to, to get people out to vote? Well, you know, I mean, I think we're just pushing out as much as we can through the media and uh, trying to, you know, go out and talk to people around. I was in Lafayette yesterday visiting and, uh, you know, just kind of, keeping it a little low key in the last couple of days and reaching out to people through uh, media as much as we can. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you have no choice, you know, Liz, if you become attorney general and you've been in the office, uh, you know, everybody knows solicitor general is a big part of the attorney general. Uh, so if you get the position, are there some things that you take that's already been done and just try to build on them? Are there some things you want to change? Uh, do you you get to appoint your next solicitor general? Do you have somebody in mind? It's those general questions that people may want to know. You know, I'm looking I'm looking at a couple of people, but I mean, I'm I'm going to wait until I win and then um, sort of figure out what slots I need to fill. We have a lot of great people who I work with now in the office. Uh, depending on you know what happens with the governor's race, sometimes sure. there's a lot of movement there and. I, I just there are some things I want to do. There's some things I'd like to organize a little differently. I think this office always needs to be dynamic and responding to what the needs are from the public. And I'd like to look at some things we're doing in public protection and in uh, in criminal so that we can enhance our prosecutor units all around the state and help with some of the backlogs, um, get you know enhance our investigators. We just haven't been able to do a lot of those things with the past administration because the governor didn't want to approve any increases in, yep. um, in our staff. Yeah. Like Medicaid fraud, for example. We haven't expanded Medicaid fraud in the entire last eight years because the governor didn't want to do it. So, you know, adding one or two positions to Medicaid fraud is nothing when you've just tripled the Medicaid budget in the billions. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, that's that's when you say that, depending on who the governor is, if you get to be the position, you know, that's something I hear about a lot of time with the Medicaid fraud. And, we, we, you know, with this governor, he was, you know, since that was his shining light, he never wanted to, quote, shine light on that. And some problems you may have, but uh, I, I'm sure that, if you can get something like that, you got to have a budget. You got to get money, and that, the governor controls a lot of. I'm guessing the attorney general's budget. Am I wrong by saying that? Well, that's right. The governor sets up the executive budget. The legislature ultimately approves the budget, but the governor has a line item veto power, which is extremely powerful. And you know, with Medicaid fraud, just just if we focus on that for a minute, it pretty much pays for itself. Not pretty much; it entirely pays for itself because. That part of our budget is funded by recoveries and Medicaid fraud, and then the extra money ends up going back to the federal government and state government. So we always recover more than what that that group costs to run, and there's absolutely no reason not to uh, be pursuing the fraud that and abuse that's, that's built into the system. There's a formula, and we are nowhere close to that formula in terms of pursuing fraud in our sure. program. Yeah. So, so one of the things we talked about, Liz, one of the big hot topics is, is crime. And, uh, and, of course, you're the solicitor general. You, you, you can't go do some things that you're going to be able to do as an attorney general. But on the flip side, I want you to explain again, you know, we've got some high crime problems. And I know it takes the district attorneys w- reaching out to the attorney general. Are you really – and people need to know you just can't go play uh, – Lone Ranger and going in and start doing everything. But as an attorney general... No, I, and I look, I have a great relationship with the district attorneys. Good, good. You know, I have I have told them, pledged to them that I'm here to help them. I've been doing that over the last, you know, several years with all of the cases that I've helped. You know, but here's a little known fact, man, that when you get a conviction in a criminal case that just in the state and federal system on the first rounds of appeals through the state system and the federal system, that defendant gets to go to court 12 more times. And so that's where I stepped in to help because that conviction's not safe if they're going to court 12 times after that to try and get it reversed and get a new trial. And then we're back in the system having to retry that case again. So we need to do it right the first time, but then we've got to protect that con- that conviction all the way through the state and federal courts and the entire appellate process. And so, you know, I think that we've got to help the DAs get rid of some backlogs in the system. And then we need to also enhance all of the, the support that we give to them through the appellate process, which I've already started doing over the last several years. Yeah. Liz Merle, our special guest. She is our solicitor general. She's running for attorney general. We highly recommend her. She, uh, she's, she's been dynamite as a solicitor general, and we think she's going to be a heck of an attorney general. Liz, anything else you want to tell the voters real quick before I let you go, babe? Look, just, you know, I feel like I'm the most qualified person for this job. I'm ready to get to work and get started from day one, and I hope people will go out and vote for me. Um, I'm looking forward to continuing to fight for the people of our state. Yeah, I know you are, and you always have, and that's what I like about you, smart and a fighter. And, Liz, God bless you. We wish you the best of luck, and hopefully we'll be talking to you again in the next round. But thank you so much. All right. Thanks for having me, man. All right. My name is Liz Murrow, Attorney General, folks. Top notch. We've got to take a break. You're listening to The Moon Graffon Show.
Sometimes there are real differences between candidates for public office, like in Senate District 33. Stuart Cathy joined John Bell Edwards to spend over $160 billion of your tax dollars. $160 billion, with a B, in just four years. Is Louisiana $160 billion better off? Are you? Stewart thinks you are, but Ned White knows we aren't better off. Tens of thousands of people are leaving Louisiana for better jobs, roads, schools, and opportunities. On jobs, Stuart Cathy says he's for jobs. But Stuart, Ned White is the jobs creator in this race. Ned is a successful businessman, creating hundreds of direct and indirect jobs in the private sector. Violent crime is exploding in Louisiana. Ned White, strongly supported by numerous district attorneys and sheriffs in our district, Ned's the law and order candidate. Stuart Cathy voted to let criminals serve on juries. Ned wants violent criminals in jail. The difference is clear. The decision is simple. Ned White, Louisiana Senate, District 33. Paid for by the Ned White campaign. This is Insurance Commissioner-elect Tim Temple. First, I want to say thank you. I'm incredibly honored to be entrusted with this job. We have a lot of work to do, and while I don't take office officially until January, I'm already going to work for you. We've set up a transition team, and we're interested in hearing your thoughts to improve insurance. You can visit templeforlouisiana.com to engage with us and give us your input. Together, we will tackle the insurance crisis and make Louisiana better. Paid for by the Tim Temple Campaign. I'm Scott McKnight. I was always taught to serve others. Before serving in the legislature, I served our community as a reserve deputy with the East Baton Rouge Sheriff's Office. In my 25 years in the financial sector, I served my clients by helping them manage and protect billions of dollars in assets. I'm ready to serve a state treasurer to face a new generation of problems. Hackers, central bank digital currency, and activist corporations. It's time for a new generation of leaders to protect Louisiana taxpayers and Louisiana's future. They for by the Scott McKnight campaign. I'm Monique. Welcome back. Moon Grafon Show. What a great day to be alive. We get to vote in two days. Thank our veterans and thank everybody. Let's jump, let's jump gears. Bessie, District 5. Toby Brazo joins us. Toby, how you doing? I'm doing great, Moon. How are you today? And I'm doing super. All right, Toby, uh, give a little background of yourself, and, and then we'll talk about why, why Bessie and why this position. All right, can do. Um, my wife, Kelly, and I, we live here in Alexandria. I own an investment advisory practice for 26 years. And we have eight kids between us, Moon, and I have, of those eight, we're a blended family, and five of my eight kids are adopted, and we have a multiracial, multinational family because we did some international and multiracial adoptions throughout the time. And um, they all, all our kids live here in Louisiana, from Baton Rouge to Natchitoches to Winsboro here in Alexandria. Got a couple of them that work for me in the business. And uh, we got a couple in college at LSUA. We got one in high school, one in seventh grade, two just graduated university. And uh, so we've got a very diverse family and a broad family. We're known as a tribe here in central Louisiana. And um, that's, that's a little bit about my family right there. Got her very, very proud of them. Just love them to death. And um, no grandkids yet, unfortunately, but we're trying to encourage <laughs> that along the way. Hey, that's, you're going to love that. That's going to be a blessing. I hear that's the better part of the deal, so yeah. we'll, we'll see soon enough. 
And uh, so, so looking why, forward to the opportunity. Yeah. Why, why Bessie? What, what, what makes you uh, really want to run for this race? Well, it, that's a great question. I've been asked that a, a, a jillion times, obviously. Is Moon, we've got kids that have gone through basically every form of education in Louisiana you can have except private. Uh, we've got kids that have been homeschooled. We've, they've been through lab school. They've been through public school. They've used uh, the optional programs of school. We've had 504s with our, some of our kids. So we've seen education from every point of view you can. And we understand that we have the state of Louisiana's got good kids. We've got good people in our system. But our system is, I mean, you and I both know, and everybody listening to us knows, our system is not as, does not function as effectively as it potentially could. And so I'm of the nature that we need to get back to the basics of our education, reading, writing, and arithmetic. Our business and industry partners, they need people who want, that have kids that are ready to go to work and, and can get certifications. We're not producing that out as well as we could. And also, we're not getting our kids reading on grade level soon enough. Yeah. We have to focus on early childhood education. So as a parent, as the only person in this race running with kids, uh, I am very, I have a strong conviction about this because I see what's going on in our education system. I am here to help. I'm here to work. I'm here to come and bring a, co to create a coalition if I'm elected to serve Moon, I'm going to put an advisory board of stakeholders together in my district of parents, business and industry folks, teachers, school board people, uh, people from all over uh, northeast Louisiana. You know this area as well as I do, how impoverished it is, to help move this needle forward for education, to get kids reading on grade level by third grade, helping our teachers uh, get back to teaching instead of having to teach to a test where we can educate our kids form continue to form coalitions with our business and industry partners in this area to to grow that part out as well as help our uh, our universities ulm and and louisiana tech northwestern louisiana college uh, louisiana christian university now and lsua people like that we have to continue to to foster those alliances but parents have to be involved we want parents to have a choice I'm a parent. I understand how important choice is. And my voice, I want to represent the parents and the, the people that have a vested interest in the success of their children and grandkids. I'm that voice that no one else is going to bring to the table because I have skin in the game, Moon, like nobody else. Hey, you, uh, I got to tell you, I've, I've really liked, and I, I just want to get your opinion on uh, Dr. Brumley. I think he's done a really good job. He's trying to make a difference. And he did pass a bill this year, too, where uh, you know, if you can't read, what is it, third or fourth grade, and you, they're just not going to pass you. They're going to give you opportunities to pass so you can move forward. But I thought it was a very, very good bill. What did, what did you take on Dr. Brumley? Because I do believe he's one of the ones that's trying to make a difference. Absolutely. I'm in 100% agreement with you concerning that. And he's trying hard. He came through up through the ranks. You know, he was a teacher, then a school superintendent, and is now leading our Department of Education. He needs people that that work with him from a common sense point of view. And that's what I'm bringing to the table as, like I said, as a stakeholder, as a parent, to sit down with Dr. Bromley and say, okay, what can we do in Northeast Louisiana to improve education and bring the people to the table? And 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 because the man's got his heart in the right place, we all understand that. But also we need to build that bridge between Dr. Bromley and the Department of Education and to the parents and the people in Northeast, Central and Northeast Louisiana all mm -hmm. over 
where we have that open line of communication. That's my job is to be that person that represents them. But moving that needle forward, helping Dr. Brumman move that needle forward to move us up that ladder, but also bringing back information to Dr. Brumman said, okay, what can we do to facilitate this in these local geographical areas that we're not doing today to improve our education to make these numbers rise even faster? Yeah, Toby, it's it's a it's a great challenge. Uh, new governor coming in, uh, that means we're gonna have some new Bessie board members elected, but also some appointed. And I'm and I'm mm-hmm. hoping whoever that governor appoints, it won't be like the last governor because it looks like they stopped some things and and fought some things with Dr. Brumley as a as a bill or whatever they're fighting right now to water down the graduation rates again. And I don't see any sense in that. So I'm hoping that that that's gonna be be back. Things like that need to stop. Yeah, we need a stronger accountability system in our school programs, but we also need to – there's some misalignments going on, and the Bessie Board has chosen not to attack, tackle that because those are difficult conversations. Look, man, I'm not afraid – when you have eight kids, you have challenging conversations every day sometimes. And so I'm not afraid to have those difficult conversations, but not in an argumentative way. From a construction, constructive point of view, how can we come together for consensus? I will represent a vote on that Bessie board. And yes, the governor is going to appoint three people. Out of the 11, there's going to be basically eight new members on that Bessie board. And so it's a, it's a golden opportunity for us to do some things that we've not been able to do historically on the Bessie board and through the Department of Education. Let's put everything on the table. And let's, let's say, okay, what don't we need? Let's remove that. What do we need? Hey, Toby, Toby, real quick. Work with it. Tell people how to get in touch with you for your campaign if they want to join you these last few days. I'm number 41 on the ballot in District 5, and go to brazzleforbessie.com, brazzel 4 com, and support us and go vote Saturday and vote for Brazel. Toby Brown. Thank you, Toby. Good luck. God bless. All right, we'll take a break. Scott McKay when we get back. Joe Biden. Biden wanted to stop oil and gas jobs in the Gulf of Mexico. But Liz Merle fought for us and blocked Biden's left-wing ban on oil and gas leasing. Liz whipped Sleepy Joe Biden's lawyers. But we know they'll try again. Liz will be ready and will never back down. For Attorney General, vote Liz Merle, Louisiana's fighter. Paid for by Safe and Free Louisiana and not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. My son... Tudor had a bright future, but his life was taken by someone who should have never been on the streets. Just a senseless crime. My daughter was excited about the future. All of a sudden, we heard a pop. Landry bent over and screamed, help me. That's when I knew it was it was a scream that you never forget. I grabbed her and said, I'm here. Mama's here. Tell me what's wrong. And she never said another word. There's no justice when murderers are allowed to walk free. Jeff Landry knows where the system's broken and wants to make our state safer. Jeff Landry was a police officer and a sheriff's deputy, and he knows what's wrong with our criminal justice system. Jeff Landry wants to fix the system. Jeff Landry will hold everyone accountable. He will make our streets safe again. We need a law and order governor. That's why I'm supporting Jeff Landry for governor. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana. Shady Clay Schecksnyder wants to be Louisiana's next Secretary of State. Well, there are a few significant problems with that that we really can't afford to overlook. 
First, Shady Clay Sheck Snyder got elected House Speaker by cutting a dirty deal with House Democrats. You know, he's one of those politicians who doesn't seem to be rooted in what he believes in, right? But rather, what he believes will get him the most power. Then, as Speaker, Shady Clay Sheck Snyder raised nearly a million special interest dollars that are now conveniently funding his Secretary of State campaign. Yes, you heard that right. He raised nearly a million special interest dollars that are now funding his Secretary of State campaign. I would encourage you to search the phrase Clay Sheck Snyder budget controversy to learn more. But look, it's clear that we can't trust shady Clay Sheck Snyder to defend our state's election integrity from big spending out-of-state fraudsters. And these are just a few reasons that the Louisiana Integrity PAC is endorsing conservative Republican Nancy Landry for Secretary of State. Paid for by Louisiana Integrity PAC. Paid for by the Fleming Campaign. The race for Louisiana State Treasurer hasn't received much attention, but the choices are simple. A big spending political insider rhino who voted in the legislature to bust every spending cap that had been set. Or a leftist Democrat who has taken dead aim at the essential oil and gas jobs in Louisiana. Or... Dr. John Fleming, former deputy chief of staff for President Trump, an outspoken conservative in Congress, successful businessman, a military veteran. Dr. Fleming's conservative credentials has earned him the endorsement of the Louisiana GOP, as well as numerous parish GOP endorsements. John Fleming's candidacy has also won the support of Congressman Mike Johnson, Clay Higgins, and even Congressman Jim Jordan. There's no doubt who the conservative Republican is in the race for Louisiana Treasurer. Dr. John Fleming, tight-fisted with our tax dollars. Dr. John Fleming, Louisiana Treasurer. I'm Mike Francis, and I'm running for Secretary of State. I'm going to work as hard for you as I did with the great people that helped me build a leading energy business. We worked together as a team, and we got the job done. In Louisiana, we don't run from the challenges in front of us. We roll up our sleeves and we get the job done. I believe in you and together we can move Louisiana forward. Vote for Mike Francis for Secretary of State. Paid for by friends of Mike Francis. Hi, I'm Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser. When I took office, I promised to work hard and open our doors to the world. And boy, did we ever. Five record-breaking years in tourism. In one year, over 53 million people visited Louisiana. They left behind $1.9 billion in taxes you and I didn't have to pay, saving us over $1,100 per Louisiana family. When we took office, seven state parks were slated to close for lack of funding. Not only did we keep them open, but several are making a profit. When have you ever heard of a state agency making a profit? I see a day when all of our parks will make a profit for Louisiana. There's nothing I won't get involved in to make Louisiana better. Cape Louisiana Beautiful was moved under my office. This year, we had our largest cleanup ever with over 580 teams in all 64 parishes. I'm Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser asking for your vote so I can continue to work hard for all of Louisiana. We have so much more to do, and we're just getting started. Paid for by friends of Billy Nungesser. This is Insurance Commissioner-elect Tim Temple. First, I want to say thank you. I'm incredibly honored to be entrusted with this job. We have a lot of work to do, and while I don't take office officially until January, I'm already going to work for you. We've set up a transition team, and we're interested in hearing your thoughts to improve insurance. You can visit templefortlouisiana.com to engage with us and give us your input. Together, we will tackle the insurance crisis and make Louisiana better. Paid for by the Tim Temple Campaign. A show that's not immune to facts, the Dan Bongino Show, and here on News Talk 96.5. KPEL. News Talk. 96.5.
KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a Town Square media station broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. A moment for moral clarity. I'm Chris Foster, Fox News. Secretary of State Antony Blinken meeting with Israeli leaders in Tel Aviv says the United States will never stop helping Israel defend itself against attacks like those carried out by Hamas terrorists. They be slaughtered. Bodies desecrated. Young people burned alive. Women raped. Parents executed in front of their children children in front of their parents. At least 25 American citizens have been killed in those attacks, among 1,300 deaths in Israel in the Hamas attacks, so far 1,400 deaths in Gaza in Israeli military strikes. Blinken says our humanity is also why it's so important to take every possible precaution to avoid harming civilians. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu today again thanks the United States for our support. Former President Trump says Netanyahu was unprepared for the attacks. And under Trump, they wouldn't have had to be prepared. Look at what we did for them. Trump on the Brian Kilmeade Show on Fox News Talk. House Republicans meet again behind closed doors at 12.15 Eastern. Steve Scalise is expected to address the group, trying to win over enough Republican support to elect him House Speaker on the floor. He was nominated yesterday by a majority of the party, beating out Jim Jordan. But sources tell Fox they don't see how Scalise wins over enough Republicans to push him over the top against Democrats who will vote for their leader, Hakeem Jeffries. And no one has any idea who might win the support of enough Republicans and Democrats to get a majority of votes to become Speaker. A group of House Republicans is moving to kick New York Congressman George Santos out of office. The embattled congressman is now facing more indictments that he stole donor money, but he's also been under fire for having parts of his life story and resume examined and found to be false. The resolution to expel Santos is coming from his fellow New York Republican congressmen who call him immoral. Fox's Evan Brown will be a smaller Social Security payment boost next year, 3.2% due to slower inflation now. America's listening to Fox News. Why are the world's central banks quietly yet aggressively amassing mountains of gold? Because they know a storm is brewing. The type we might witness only once in our lifetimes. They understand that America's vastly inflated currency doesn't have much life left. And when it finally dies, gold will be a bedrock of stability just as it has for thousands of years. Hi, Stephen K. Banner, and I urge you to do as central banks are doing. How? By diversifying your IRA or 401k into physical gold with Birch Gold Group. This will protect your savings from inflation, political instability, and economic crashes. To see how it works, get a free info kit on gold IRAs by texting the word PROTECT to 989898. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust, so text PROTECT to the number 989898. That's PROTECT to 989898 to get your free info kit on gold. There's no obligation or purchase. It's time to win cash. Get your KPL News apps ready because here's your chance to win up to $30,000. Just enter the following code into your KPL News app where it says win cash and make sure you listen for more codes throughout the day because the more codes you enter, the better your chances. Here is your next code. Your code for this hour is 679. That's 679. Join me, Todd Starnes, every Saturday night from 9 to midnight as I sit down with some of the biggest names in politics and give my take on news that matters to you here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media.
Griffon Show, hour number two of the Moon Griffon Show. Hope y'all doing well. All I'm doing, folks, is uh, I'm basically booked out for the next two days, reminding people to go vote. Reminding people to go vote. Hey, folks, it's our obligation to go vote. I don't care if you're in Baton Rouge or New Orleans or anywhere else. It's our obligation. It just really is our obligation to go vote. Okay, you good to go? All righty, let's jump gears for about 10 minutes. Scott McKay at Hayride joins us. Scott, how you doing? Hey, I know your show is is jam-packed with folks, so uh, thanks for uh, thanks for fitting me in. Well, I, well, I want to fit you in to give you, you kind of your last hoorah on uh, the races that we can run down pretty quick. Uh, and I want to get to a little bit of local races, but I'm telling you, 10 minutes, 9 minutes, whatever. So real quick, yeah. uh, uh, the governor's race has never changed. I don't think the governor's race changed in six months, has it? No, it hasn't. Have you? Did you? Have you talked about this uh, this piece at the Hill that ran yesterday about uh, about the turnout, and the early voting? No, I haven't at all. Oh, this I mean, is don't get me wrong. Is, I knew it was low, but go ahead. Well, this is this is hilarious because they you know they they found all these these national Democrats who are I think, either making excuses for uh, turnout and like this piece talks about well white voting is down twelve percent and black voting is down eight percent and it's like yeah Democrat voting is down yeah. okay white Republicans are showing up fine um, and it's because that party is uh, it's just a complete state of collapse at this point. You know, they didn't even run their own candidates. They're now running people as Republicans uh, to try to fool the voters into uh, thinking that Democrats are not Democrats. Oh, no, no, that's the problem. And that's, a, that's, that's a, a party in collapse yeah, is what that is. That's like Mike McConaughey. Mike McConaughey yeah. is running with the Democrat Party, good old boy network, trial lawyer machine. I'm just trying to explain people. And Alan Seaborn's a really conservative, great guy, Trump guy. I mean, he's the guy to vote for. If you choose to vote for the good old boy network guy, remember, you know, they put $700,000 in that race against uh, Alan Seaball. Na- and it's gotten that bad. Is- they are nasty. Oh, it's uh, this, this last ad that they were doing that all of a sudden Alan Seaball is a never Trumper. Mike yeah. McConaughey is the guy that told the advocate he didn't want to vote for, for uh, yeah. uh, that he didn't like Trump. They was all for John Bell Edwards and he didn't like Trump. And now they're going to say that, that Seaball is a never Trumper. It's you know, and it's it's some out of state uh, pack. Uh, I can't like the keep the lights on pack or something, which is the same pack that got Devonte Lewis, the Democrat Socialist of America member, who's a you know that that's an organization that's for Hamas, yep. uh, a bunch of communists, and these guys. That's who put Devonte Lewis in the, on the Public Service Commission, and now they're backing Mike McConaughey. Yep. So that should tell you who McConaughey's friends are. And, I mean, Mike might be a real nice guy, but he's thrown in with some bad people. And if you get him elected, he's going to have, you know, uh, they're going to have chits to call in with him. And he's not going to be the vote that you want in the Senate because he's going to be beholden to the wrong folks. Yep, no doubt. And by the way, those folks are trying to get into Valerie Hodges and Blake Miguez. You can tell. That's what we've been setting up from day one. Look who these people are supporting. You know, Scott, so the governor's race is a, is a two-man race now, no matter, no matter what nobody says, unless something happens weird that I have no idea what could happen at this point. Well, I, yeah. And, I mean, the, the fact that it was Republicans 45 and Democrats 40 as to party breakdown in the early voting yeah. gives the possibility, and we've talked about it a little 
you know, it was kind of unlikely. I'm, you know, we'll, we'll see, but it is now possible that both Jeff uh, Landry and Liz Merle may finish this Saturday night. I don't know that I would bet on that, um, but with those early voting numbers, you have an electorate. Uh, if, if, you know, if Saturday's vote kind of follows the same sort of uh, train as the early voting has, has followed, you know, you may have uh, one or both of those guys get to 50. Yeah, you, um, you, so you, we'll see. How does, and, and it's, be curious to see how it affects the Secretary of State's race. Uh, anybody but Clay Shakes not. I'm just, I mean, people are laughing that Clay Shakes not is getting one vote, and uh, I, I just can't believe the guy's even close, to even even close to making a runoff as bad as he is. Yeah, well, it's a name, it's a name ID thing, and he's been in the papers for the last four years as as the House Speaker, and I think that that's gotten him into the teens. But you know, here's the thing: there was a big concern early on that, you know, you might end up having, because the vote is so split, particularly on the Republican side, that you could have two black Democrats in the runoff. But black voters were only 26% of the early voting, which they're 32% or so of the registered voters. So with that kind of underperformance on early voting, which is when they usually turn the vote out, um, then, you know, now you're looking at the possibility that you could have two Republicans in the runoff yeah, yeah, no because the black 26% is split. And if that's the case, whichever Republican is in there with Sheck Snyder is going to win because yeah, Sheck Snyder can't get half the vote in Louisiana. Well, if I think about it, Clay Sheck Snyder got all his money from lobbyists. They killed us. But the lobbyists don't need him anymore. I don't know where his money's going right. from against another Republican. But the point being is people don't vote for yeah. him. He don't make the runoff, and that's the best thing happened to us. The treasurer's race uh, is, is winding down to one of the Republicans against uh, Granger, who's a left, green, oh, cold, yeah. green idiot. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, you know, I'm guessing that it's John Fleming. Uh, there hadn't been a lot of good polling in that one of late, so it's hard to know for sure. Uh, but Fleming seems to have a little bit more momentum than Scott McKnight. But either one of them get in there with Granger, they're going to win. Um, and, and, you know, and, and either one, I think you're going to get a pretty good state treasurer. So, uh, um, you know, that, that one is, a, I think that's a positive race yeah, and, I'll, you know, Liz is a positive race. So, yeah. you know, yeah. But, uh, but, but the, the big, and I've been telling people, these big Senate races where Miguez and Hodges and everybody feel real good about Hodges beating crybaby buddy Mincy. Uh, oh, yeah. I think Miguez is in really great shape too. Uh, Seaball, I think, is in great shape. I'm going to visit with him in a few minutes. I went to a fundraiser last. Not a fundraiser, just a function. He had a, had a great turnout in Manny, Louisiana, and the people there were really enthused, really, really nice, good people. Got a chance to speak at that. But I, I just was – what they've tried to do to Alan Seaball, and that's Bell Edwards and Napoleon Pack, which is probably a Napoleon bill with Matthew Blockhead. It's absolutely outrageous what they say. And McConaughey – has not stood up to say we got to stop this. He's right on in there for it. Right. So, and that's what bothers me. I think Allen's in great shape. I really do. I love the people over there, and I think they're going to make the right decision. Uh, I, you know, I, I, the trend that I've been, you know, talking to folks up there, it seems to be in Allen's favor. You know, as people finally start focusing on the race, that you know he's generating a little momentum, uh, as I understand it, and that's a good thing because you know that may end up being the most important race yep. that gets decided on Saturday. Yep. Um, you know, in terms of the drama associated with the race and the uncertainty around it. I mean, there's a lot of races that are super important that, you know, are kind of predetermined outcome. That one, you know, that one could go, 
I guess a little bit either way, even though I, if I had to bet, I'm, I'm thinking Allen's going to pull it out. And that's important. I mean, remember, this is the guy who's the chair of the, of the Louisiana Freedom Caucus. Yep. Okay? I mean, he has been the leader on the conservative side uh, in the Louisiana legislature for a decade. I mean, it is imperative to have him in place in the state Senate when Jeff Landry goes in and, you know, crafts an agenda to catch us up to Texas and Florida. You have got to have Alan Seabaugh's in the state Senate rather than Mike McConaughey's. It's just that simple. Yeah, the the, uh, the Senate has been a problem for, for, with us for a while. And we tried to Absolutely. focus on some races. Uh, Adam Bass got a great chance to beat uh, Mills, who's a country club guy who... Went to bad Regal said, Rob. You know what? By the way, you know what's funny about that race? He's running on an endorsement from Donald Trump. Trump did that four years ago when everybody wanted Lion right. Ron Gaddy out. He's using that again. Right. Donald, let me everybody, well, include yeah. me who endorsed him, John Kennedy who endorsed him, everybody's pulling for bass. Every endorsement that he got's pulling for bass. Yet he grabbed something out. So that's really deceiving the public to say, I got Donald uh, Trump's endorsement this time. He did not get Donald Trump's endorsement this time. Well, and the thing about Regal Rob is that he, you know, like he beat Ryan Gaddy, and now he's relying on Ryan Gaddy's support against yeah. Bass. Ryan, Ryan, and, and it's true. like, Doc, I mean, come on, man. This is all of this. This is this is all about going to Baton Rouge, hanging with the the status quo mob, and then trying to escape accountability. Is all it is. All right, Scott, gonna let you go. Thanks for your insight. It's uh, <laughs> two days away. Two days away. Two days away. Right. Make your plans. Get out and vote on Saturday. All right. Thanks for thanks for the call. All right, Alan Seaball Jones. I'm jumping the gun there. Representative Alan Seaball Jones for a few minutes. We'll be back. More to Moon Group on show right. After. This is Secretary of State Kyle Ardwin. Election Day is this Saturday, October 14th, and everyone has something on their ballot. So make sure to download the free award-winning GoVote mobile app. Find your polling place, sign up for electronic notifications, and view your sample ballot. As a reminder, polls are open from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. this Saturday. For more information and to find out how we keep our elections safe and secure, visit geauxvote.com. Get ready and go vote, Louisiana. I'm Mike Francis, and I'm running for Secretary of State. I'm going to work as hard for you as I did with the great people that helped me build a leading energy business. We worked together as a team, and we got the job done. In Louisiana, we don't run from the challenges in front of us. We roll up our sleeves, and we get the job done. I believe in you, and together, we can move Louisiana forward. Vote for Mike Francis for Secretary of State. Paid for by friends of Mike Francis. This is Insurance Commissioner-elect Tim Temple. First, I want to say thank you. I'm incredibly honored to be entrusted with this job. We have a lot of work to do, and while I don't take office officially until January, I'm already going to work for you. We've set up a transition team, and we're interested in hearing your thoughts to improve insurance. You can visit templeforlouisiana.com to engage with us and give us your input. Together, we will tackle the insurance crisis and make Louisiana better. Paid for by the Tim Temple campaign. I'm Scott McKnight. I was always taught to serve others. Before serving in the legislature, I served our community as a reserve deputy with the East Baton Rouge Sheriff's Office. In my 25 years in the financial sector, I served my clients by helping them manage and protect billions of dollars in assets. I'm ready to serve a state treasurer to face a new generation of problems. Hackers, central bank digital currency, and activist corporations. It's time for a new generation of leaders to protect Louisiana taxpayers and Louisiana's future. Paid for by the Scott McKnight campaign. 
Y'all. Hello, welcome back. Microphone Show. Great to have you with us. It is rock and roll time. 844-766-6607. Matthew James Tax Wealth Management Hotline. Alan Sebaugh, Representative Alan Sebaugh, wants to be the senator in District 31. It should be the senator in District 31. Alan, I hope you're hanging in there, man. When I heard the figure $700,000 trying to beat you, and I'm thinking for a job that pays about 40, I'm saying 40, maybe less, give or take, whatever, and, and, and you're spending that kind of money Man, do they want to own a senator or what? Yeah, it's really telling, Moon, and it's people trying to protect their pocketbook. And, you know, it's the people that are making money off the state of Louisiana, making money off the system. And uh, it's really why Louisiana is at the bottom of all the list you want to be at the top of, because we let the wrong people in charge for way too long. And they're trying to to keep their grip on power. And, you know, there's a few of us that are fighting hard to change it. Um, you know, I believe Jeff Landry is going to be the next governor. If he's going to make the changes we need to make Louisiana better. We need to give him a team that's ready to work with him and make those changes. And I, I, I believe that's me. Yeah, no, I mean, that race is no doubt it's 100% you, Alan. But, you know, and I was talking to your bride last night. We had a great function at Manny. To, uh, we saw the mayor, the sheriff. We saw a lot of good friends. I saw my friends from uh, Living the Dream uh, Fishing Guide Service that I did the other day. I just saw a lot of good people. And you could tell they're hungry for something to change what's going on in the state of Louisiana. You're not going to change it by having these outside groups and these, and now you got groups like this global warming crazy group that helped Don Devontae Lewis win uh, in the Public Service Commission in your race helping McConaughey. I mean, a leftist guru group. Yeah, they don't bother to tell you who they are. They go under the name, like, something like Keep the Lights On. But if you look where the money comes from, it's the Environmental Defense Fund, which is the number one uh, anti-oil and gas, anti-drilling, you know, a- anti-Louisiana economy group in America. And, you know, they're doing mailers supporting my opponent. Um, and, you know, again, they don't bother to tell people who they are. They, they hide under a name, like, keep the lights on. But it's, you know, and there's a lot of that. There's, there's mailers from all these groups with decent-sounding names until you peel back the layers and you see where the money's coming from. You know, Morris Bart and Gordon McKernan, $150,000 each wow. to Napoleon Pact to do nothing but tell lies about me and Valerie Hodges and, and a couple of other good people that are running statewide. And I mean, not statewide, but around the state. And, you know, they don't bother to tell you who they are. They hide under the name Napoleon Pact. Peel back the layers and see who these people are. Big money uh, going to try to buy some Senate seats. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Maybe next time Gordon McKernan jumps off that roof on that truck he misses uh, i don't know who he's gonna sue he'd probably sue the state of louisiana for the concrete uh you know it's it's amazing you know and you no know, alan this is what i came up with the, the good old boy network the trial lawyers this crazy uh green group they don't give a damn about district 31's people they don't care about you they don't care about your wife they don't care about your kids they don't care about anybody's kids families they don't care and McConaughey's part of that. They don't give a damn, okay? But you do. 
You're trying to fight for people. They People got to understand, they care about their dollar bills. Gordon McKernel's no different than that and the other guy you name. They don't care. They want their money. That's why they'll put anything out there. And I wanted people to know that you're fighting against the system. Blake Miguez is fighting against the system. Valerie Hodges, Dodie Harden's fighting against the system that don't care about people. Don't you think that's – I mean, they don't care that your wife would get upset at some of the lies they're putting out there. No, that's really the whole you know, fortunately, at this point, my kids are older. Uh, when I first started running, my kids were, you know, elementary and middle school age. And we did a good job of trying to protect them from, from some of the stuff. But I never have dealt with what's you know, anything like this. I mean, they put a mailer out this week against me, like similar to one they did against Rick Edmonds. I had me dressed up like a priest <laughs> saying that I wanted 14-year-olds to be able to get married. That's I mean, what I mean. I don't know where they get this stuff. Yeah. I don't know where they get this stuff. It's ridiculous. It's, it's straight-up lies. They just make stuff up as they go. And, uh, you know, it, and, it's, uh, and uh, there was a, they're running TV ads saying I'm an anti-Trump liberal. Oh, my God. Um, I mean, that, that, I'm chairman of the conservative. I was chairman of the conservative caucus. I'm chairman of the freedom caucus. Probably have the most conservative voting record in the Louisiana legislature over the last 10 years. Uh, but, but, but I'm an anti-Trump liberal. But you know I mean, what's funny? You know, they can say it. And they get away with it. Yeah, McConaughey said, I vote for, I supported Bill Edwards. And he says, I'm not supporting Donald Trump. And they, they freaking out. He said it. That came out of his mouth. He also said he'd run as an independent. And he jumped into Republicans. They said, you can't win as an uh, independent. So he jumps into Republican. But the point being is the, these hate, all this hate stuff and lies are coming from the other side that support Mike McConaughey. That's who support. They can get yeah. mad at me and you for saying it, but it's a fact. Well, that's really the funny thing. They're running TV ads saying I lied, and all I did was quote him. <laughs> he told Tyler Bridges, it's in the Advocate article, that he did not support Donald Trump. And so I put out a mailer saying, and a radio commercial saying, I support Donald Trump. He doesn't. Yep. And they're running ads saying, see, I lied. Well, I never said anything about how he voted. I, I quoted him saying he does not support President Trump now. He said it. That's a quote, and he said it. He said it. I simply quoted him. I didn't lie. I quoted him. Um, but, but, but again, they, they, they can, they're spending thousands of dollars saying I lied, and I knew I was lying when I said it. All I did was quote something verbatim that he said to a newspaper reporter. Yep. So, I mean, I, that, again, all I can do is take the man at his word. But apparently that's not good enough because first he's against constitutional carry and then he's for it. First he's, he's against Trump, now he's for it. Yeah. First he was against John Bell, and I said I didn't vote for him the second time. You know, bottom line is we need a senator that's going to get it right the first time, senator who's going to have the proper gut instinct to know this is bad and this is good. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he tends his gut reaction is wrong. His handlers go tell him, no, no, you can't say that. And then he changes his story and says, we lied when we told people what he said the first time. You know, yeah. that, that, that's really a disaster for a politician. Real quick, uh, I only got about 30, 40 seconds. Talk to the voters. Tell them why they should be voting for you. They should be voting for you. Look, we're going to be voting in 48 hours uh, Saturday morning. We have a chance to change Louisiana. We have, you know, Jeff Landry is going to be governor. Uh, we need to give him the tools that he needs to fix Louisiana. Uh, the change in Louisiana starts in northwest Louisiana, starts in Senate District 31. Alan Seaball, the only true conservative in the race, the only one with any conservative endorsements, Mike Johnson, Jeff Landry, every conservative group from the NRA to the state Republican Party have all endorsed me. My opponent has no endorsements from conservatives. He has labor unions, trial lawyers, and leftist environmental groups. That's who's endorsing him. 
So if you, you want real conservative change, Alan Seaball for State Senate on Saturday. I really appreciate your vote. Alan, thank you. And by the way, McConaughey's been welcome the whole time. Never heard from him. Thank you so much, man. God bless you, man. And y'all hang in there because it's been dirty and ugly to hire somebody for $40,000 a year. They'll own him. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. All right, Randy, cut him off. Four years ago, Stuart Cathy came calling on Ned White. Stuart wanted all the money Ned could donate to Cathy's run for the state senate. Cathy knew Ned was a successful businessman. Cathy knew what one of Ned's businesses was. Cathy didn't care. Cathy just wanted Ned's money much the way politicians use Donald Trump. Four years later, Cathy's acting like he didn't know Ned's business back then. Cathy's acting like he's pure as driven snow. All because Ned White thinks Stuart Cathy has failed us as senator. Stuart Cathy has voted in favor of gambling issues constantly in Baton Rouge. Cathy even voted in favor of gaming expansion. Cathy's voted to allow criminals to serve on juries. Did you hear that? Criminals on juries. Cathy's taken tens of thousands of dollars from special interests, including gambling interests. Cathy voted to spend over $160 billion of your tax money in just four years. Stuart Cathy, he's no conservative. He's just a politician looking for money. Send a conservative to the Louisiana Senate. Ned White, a straight-talking conservative Republican. My son, Tudor had a bright future, but his life was taken by someone who should have never been on the streets. Just a senseless crime. My daughter was excited about the future. All of a sudden, we heard a pop. Landry bent over and screamed, help me. That's when I knew. It was it was a scream that you never forget. I grabbed her and said, I'm here. Mama's here. Tell me what's wrong. And she never said another word. There's no justice when murderers are allowed to walk free. Jeff Landry knows where the system's broken and wants to make our state safer. Jeff Landry was a police officer and a sheriff's deputy, and he knows what's wrong with our criminal justice system. Jeff Landry wants to fix the system. Jeff Landry will hold everyone accountable. He will make our streets safe again. We need a law and order governor. That's why I'm supporting Jeff Landry for governor. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana. This hour of the Moon Griffon Show brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607. The number, if you'd like to be part of the program, is Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. Uh, Adam Bass joins us. Adam wants to be the next senator for District 36, and he should be. Adam, Adam how you doing, bud? I'm doing great. Good morning, Moon. How are you this morning? Yeah, pretty good. I know you're running against an incumbent that uh, is putting out false information that Donald Trump has endorsed him. That was four years ago. But on, on and on the flip side, I endorsed him too. But uh, we definitely want you to win this race. You uh, you uh, but you got some big endorsement, didn't you? Absolutely. Uh, actually, John Senator John Kennedy uh, has endorsed our campaign. Uh, I, I 
had a, a conversation with him at length, um, been able to talk to his team. I think he's frustrated with a lot of the same things that I'm frustrated with. And one of the, one of the main reasons that, uh, that I'm running for this seat is, is, you know, we can't tax and spend our way into prosperity, Moon. You know, and, and, and the more you talk, the more you listen during this campaign. What you hear is, you know, my opponent voted to get rid of the sunset and the .45 sales tax and then voted to bust the spending cap, which is the epitome of tax and spend. Correct. Right. Yeah, no, Mill, he was one of the most biggest disappointments. He went down there, thought he was in a country club, said, I'm going to live like a country club and I don't have to do anything. And that's what's happened with him. He, he just went with uh, Paige Cortez, blank page, hook, line, and sinker, and didn't care. But uh, the point four five, uh, I mean, y'all gonna have a decision to make on that, and uh, you know he didn't care, and that's 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 why he's he's got a problem now. Well, what he's been telling people is he voted to get rid of the sunset on the point four point four five as a negotiation tactic, and so when when you listen to that and you think, well, he, he voted nice to remove spin. that sunset, hey, nice, which nice spin, yeah. Adam, nice spin. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice spin. So, I mean, you look at it, and, and that tax becomes indefinite at that point. Most estimates are between 500 and $600 million. If oh, yeah. that goes on until the end of time, that's billions and billions. And you look at voting to bust the spending cap, which was labeled as an infrastructure bill, and some of the things that were it was spent on, ban uniforms, that's, that's tough for me to believe is infrastructure. But you, Cutting grass in different parishes, it's, it's just yeah, but one of the things it's laughable that, when of, you look at what it was. One thing Mills did, and this, this, was, this is what, what topped it off for me. People like Dodie Harden and Alan Seaball and Raymond Cruz uh, uh, helped him win, okay? And uh, he turned on them. He was looking for candidates to run against them and things like that. He just turned on them for no reason at all. And that, that, that's, that's well, what flew over the top of me. Well, I think what you see through his voting record, and, and I've been very intentional to talk about his voting record, Absolutely. not him as an individual, not, not who he is. But I think when, it all, when you take away all the noise and you truly look at how he voted, what, what did he tell the constituents of Senate District 36 four years ago, that he was a conservative, that he was a fiscal conservative? And then you look at how he votes, and, and there's just there's no way for me to believe that when you see the tax and spend votes that he's made. Good point. Well, you know, you, you're doing what I tell people to do. I talk about everything. I always say if you focus on somebody's voting record, you can find out. You can't go get one vote, but when they're constantly doing what Mills has done, that's it. Okay, so Adam, what are you running on? What do you want to see happen? What would you like to see get done if you win? Well, I, I think criminal justice reform needs to happen. And, and if you listen, uh, you know, if, if Jeff Landry uh, is our next governor, um, you know, he, he wants to call for a special session, I believe, for criminal justice reform. And I think there's some, some things that we need to do in our state to take those violent criminals uh, off the streets. And, and like I said, we can't tax and spend our way into prosperity. One of the things that frustrates me is we have other states, several of them have been mentioned on your show, Texas, Florida, Tennessee, um, th that have done away with the state income tax and, and, and found a way to attract businesses. Because the other reason I'm running, I've got a 15-year-old, a 12-year-old, and a 10-year-old. Okay, Moon? And, and, and what everybody wants is opportunities for great-paying jobs in the state you live in. Because if not... We have out-migration. I'm going to end up visiting my children and my grandchildren in Dallas or Fort Worth or Houston. or 
at this point, even certain places in Mississippi are starting to take up. We have got to make this more business friendly. And I think we do that through tax reform that will attract business. I think we do that through criminal justice reform. We make it attractive and let businesses know that Louisiana is safe and open for business. Yeah, and, yeah. and I think that's so important. No, I think it's the biggest issue we got going right now. Uh, by the way, when we grow our economies, we grow the tax base. We don't have to tax people. We don't have to keep a point four five. You know, you, you listen to the governor. Uh, Bel Air was all as good progress supposed to be going on. Why well, keep the point four five? Because they don't really believe what they're saying. Well, and, and Moon, one of the things that I think we need, too, is insurance reform. I, I'm in the insurance business. I'm, a, I'm an insurance agent. You know, I, I've never set an insurance rate in my entire career, which is, is, is what my opponent has wanted to talk about. What he doesn't want to talk about is the fact that he has served on the insurance committee for the last four years. Moon, have you looked at your homeowners and your auto insurance rates in the no, last no, four every, years? Every time, I, every time I look at that, I start crying. <laughs> I come in and ask right. Brandon, and so can you take wants, a pay cut because I need to pay my insurance? Right. Well, so he wants to paint me as the insurance guy, but what he doesn't want to tell people is when you look at his, ins- at his campaign finance report, there's over 13 insurers that have contributed to his campaign, yeah. including the outgoing insurance commissioner has made a max contribution to his campaign. Well, if rates have done what they've done over the last four years while he's been on that committee, why are all these insurers rushing to try and support him during this? Yeah, I, I can't answer that. I'm not down there. Maybe it's maybe there is some validity to it. I don't know. But an outgoing insurance commissioner making a max donation on his way out to somebody like this when they've had a vote on the insurance commission to do so, or the insurance committee to do something about it is very concerning to me. Yeah. All right. Real quick, uh, Adam, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, if they want to be involved, because it's only a couple of days left. Well, we have 48 hours to vote, and it's been very important to me to every constituent that I've talked to in this race to personally ask for their vote. So, you know, I want to do that now on your program. I want to ask for your vote on Saturday. Please turn out and vote. If you want to know more about my platform, uh, you can go to uh, Facebook and search Adam Bass for Senate District 36, or you can go to our website at adambassforsenate.com. All right, Adam, good luck, man. I, I hope the people will get out there and support you. We need a change in that position, the good old boy network. We don't need nobody to go down there and just walk around and, you know, enjoy the meals. I <laughs> don't work. Uh, All right, well, let me take a break, man. Well, Thank you so much. I got uh, Ray Gallofalo coming on. You ever heard of Clay Shakes? He's got experience with it. We'll talk to him when we get back. This is Secretary of State Kyle Ardwin. Election Day is this Saturday, October 14th, and everyone has something on their ballot. So make sure to download the free award-winning GoVote mobile app. Find your polling place, sign up for electronic notifications, and view your sample ballot. As a reminder, polls are open from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. this Saturday. For more information and to find out how we keep our elections safe and secure, visit geauxvote.com. Get ready and go vote, Louisiana. I'm Scott McKnight. I was always taught to serve others. Before serving in the legislature, I served our community as a reserve deputy with the East Baton Rouge Sheriff's Office. In my 25 years in the financial sector, I served my clients by helping them manage and protect billions of dollars in assets. I'm ready to serve a state treasurer to face a new generation of problems. Hackers, central bank digital currency, and activist corporations. It's time for a new generation of leaders to protect Louisiana taxpayers and Louisiana's future. Paid for by the Scott McKnight campaign. 
Shady Clay Schecksneider wants to be Louisiana's next Secretary of State. Well, there are a few significant problems with that that we really can't afford to overlook. First, Shady Clay Schecksneider got elected House Speaker by cutting a dirty deal with House Democrats. You know, he's one of those politicians who doesn't seem to be rooted in what he believes in, right, but rather what he believes will get him the most power. Then, as Speaker, Shady Clay Schecksneider raised nearly a million special interest dollars that are now conveniently funding his Secretary of State campaign. Yes, you heard that right. He raised nearly a million special interest dollars that are now funding his Secretary of State campaign. I would encourage you to search the phrase Clay Schecksneider budget controversy to learn more. But look, it's clear that we can't trust shady Clay Schecksneider to defend our state's election integrity from big spending out-of-state fraudsters. And these are just a few reasons that the Louisiana Integrity PAC is endorsing conservative Republican Nancy Landry for Secretary of State. Paid for by Louisiana Integrity PAC. Hey, Boudreaux. On. Have you noticed bad behavior has become normalized at interscholastic athletic events? Some fans seem angry. They lack civility toward one another. Some even get aggressive and unruly. Time out. What is going on? This has to stop. Let's not forget, school sports aren't just about winning. And they're definitely not an excuse to take your frustrations out on the official or the opponent. They're about teaching lessons like perseverance, respect, and empathy so students can learn and grow as people, not just as players. We all have a role to play in setting a good example for our students and teaching them these important values. So fans, it's time to step up your game and behave positively at interscholastic athletic events in Louisiana. This message presented by the LHSAA and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. Microphone show last segment of the day. A few more minutes to go. We're welcome by Representative Ray Garofalo. Ray, how you doing? Doing really well, Moon. How's it going today? I'm doing fine. You're running for Senate too. I wish you the best of luck. I know that's a, I, I, I hit us a tight race, so we'll see how it all breaks down. That, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Now, Ray, you you know you there's a lot of with Secretary of State's race. I was appalled that Clay Shakes not at one percent. You've had more dealings with Ray uh, Clay because you supported him. You know, I jumped on your fanny before about the, uh, you know, call the fraud squad <laughs> and all that stuff. But you've had to work with him, and so you know, I, I hear a lot of things from a lot of different people. Just your experience in dealing with Clay. Look, uh, up until he was elected speaker, we got along really well. I'll, I'll be honest with you, Moon, and he, he, I thought he was what I guess as close as you consider to be a friend in the legislature, uh, certainly was a colleague, and for the most part seemed like he was voting with us and, and you know, working the, the conservative line. But uh, when he became speaker with 40 Democratic votes, uh, it totally changed his mindset. In, in my humble opinion, what happened was he became totally beholden to the Democrats and just whatever their whim was, he would follow it. And, you know, this is, you know, way beyond all the budget stuff. 
this is, you know, dealing with, with my chairmanship and other chairmanships and leadership roles in the House and which bills would get moved and which bills wouldn't get moved. And certainly in, in my, uh, my case, with, with my experience, you know, his loyalty to the, Democratic, to the Democrats in the House certainly overcame whatever loyalty he had to me because uh, he, he just totally threw me under the bus when I really didn't do anything wrong at all. No, no, I, I remember the circumstances, but I've always said that I thought, I, I said he was enslaved by the Democrats because that's where he got his power from. I know y'all walked over the aisle with him, and, you know, I, I, everybody knows what I feel about that, but he gave power to the Democrats. They already had power. They had Belgia Edwards in office. We didn't need to do that. And so he really became, I mean, a tool of the Democrat Party. Now, you know, the other thing I get, though, Ray, and, and, uh, and I'll go, go back to your situation. You were education chair. And the incident came up. Correct. And I watched it and I listened to it a thousand times and I read it a thousand times. You did nothing wrong. But when you needed Clay Shea to step up and man up with some of his buddies, they didn't step up with you. They got out the way and let the well, Democrats it, beat you to death and the media beat you to death. Clay Shea to let you down because he didn't step up. I agree 100%. And uh, <laughs> I couldn't just put it any better, Moon. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> well, no, that's but, what you need. You, know, you need some. If you're going to back a man, okay, and do what you did to go across the aisle, he needs to stick with you. He didn't back you. He, he You know, he's a guy that looks like to me, he don't have a problem knifing people. And that's, that's what I think he did to you and to the state. That's my opinion. Well, look, it, it's pretty obvious to me that he let power, his, his personal power, go to his head and he was more concerned about his personal power than he was about doing the right thing certainly in my circumstance he's shown himself to be and, and I, I see through him very clearly he's shown himself to be very vindictive a bully and I, I i think i've mentioned to you before not sure that we talked about it on the show but certainly when when he and i were, were going at it about my chairmanship um we were in a room in in the members lounge on the on the main floor one day and I thought he threatened to have me removed from the Capitol, and I thought he was going to punch me. And he got in my chest and thought he was going to punch me. Um, and it really showed me that he is nothing but a bully who's willing to do whatever he has to do to hold on to his power. And that's certainly not fair to the members, and it's even less fair to the citizens of the state of Louisiana. And uh, I, I don't think we should have people like that in power. I mean, I'm not naive. I see it happen all the time. But certainly, if I can do something, you know, to, to call him out, I'm absolutely ready to do that because I just think, again, it's such an injustice to the people of Louisiana. Well, you know, he's running for Secretary of State. I sure don't want him in that position. I mean, uh, he's already proved, you know, when they did the budget, he gave a million dollars to every Democrat. Everybody knows that. Even the media picked it up. So he's still tied with the Democrats, and he proved he can buy votes. I don't think we want somebody watching the, vote, the votes if you've bought votes in the legislature before. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, I was very disheartened the other day when someone told me, oh, I think I'm going to vote for Clay Shexnider. And I said, really? Why? Well, because he has nice TV commercials. Yeah. You know, and, and unfortunately, you know, I'm not here to, to rag on the voters, but I, I think it's up to those of us who understand what's going on to make sure that we're educating our friends, our neighbors and our relatives as much as we can, because certainly... A, a nice TV commercial with somebody standing there in a camera, you know, pointing up to the sky with him in the frame stating that he has honesty and integrity does not make him honest or does not give him integrity. Here's my and question on that. Here's my question on yeah. that. Honesty uses honesty, integrity, and a man of his word. 
You think he's any of that? He has shown himself to me to not have integrity. Um, honestly, I like I don't know, but I can tell you that the integrity part and, and the loyalty part is the thing that's most important to me. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and look, I get the politics, Moon, and you've been dealing with it probably longer than I have. But you know what? If if you can't count on the guys that you, you came in with and the guys that you, you're working with then I'm, I, I have no use for them, and I have no use for Clay. And um, obviously, you know, after what he did to me, throwing me under the bus and everything, um, I have no respect for him either. Yeah, I just can't believe anybody would pull the lever of Clay Shakes out. I mean, you're really being, for lack of a better word, you either don't know and don't understand, I get that, or you're or you just doing it out of spite because that's not the leader we want. Hey, Ray, good luck in your race. Ray Garofalo, thank you very much. Thank you, Moon. Please right. keep up the fight. All right. Good luck. All right. Take a break. That's you leaving us. God bless. Moongraphon.com. Listen live. Another hour to go. Four years ago, Stuart Cathy came calling on Ned White. Stuart wanted all the money Ned could donate to Cathy's run for the state senate. Cathy knew Ned was a successful businessman. Cathy knew what one of Ned's businesses was. Cathy didn't care. Cathy just wanted Ned's money much the way politicians use Donald Trump. Four years later, Cathy's acting like he didn't know Ned's business back then. Cathy's acting like he's pure as driven snow. All because Ned White thinks Stuart Cathy has failed us as senator. Stuart Cathy has voted in favor of gambling issues constantly in Baton Rouge. Cathy even voted in favor of gaming expansion. Cathy's voted to allow criminals to serve on juries. Did you hear that? Criminals on juries. Cathy's taken tens of thousands of dollars from special interests, including gambling interests. Cathy voted to spend over $160 billion of your tax money in just four years. Stuart Cathy, he's no conservative. He's just a politician looking for money. Send a conservative to the Louisiana Senate. Ned White, a straight-talking conservative Republican. Paid for by the Fleming Campaign. The race for Louisiana State Treasurer hasn't received much attention, but the choices are simple. A big spending political insider rhino who voted in the legislature to bust every spending cap that had been set. Or a leftist Democrat who has taken dead aim at the essential oil and gas jobs in Louisiana. Or Dr. John Fleming. Former Deputy Chief of Staff for President Trump, an outspoken conservative in Congress, successful businessman, a military veteran. Dr. Fleming's conservative credentials has earned him the endorsement of the Louisiana GOP, as well as numerous parish GOP endorsements. John Fleming's candidacy has also won the support of Congressman Mike Johnson, Clay Higgins, and even Congressman Jim Jordan. There's no doubt who the conservative Republican is in the race for Louisiana Treasurer. Dr. John Fleming, tight-fisted with our tax dollars. Dr. John Fleming, Louisiana Treasurer. I'm Scott McKnight. I was always taught to serve others. Before serving in the legislature, I served our community as a reserve deputy with the East Baton Rouge Sheriff's Office. In my 25 years in the financial sector, I serve my clients by helping them manage and protect billions of dollars in assets. I'm ready to serve as state treasurer to face a new generation of problems. Hackers, central bank digital currency, and activist corporations. It's time for a new generation of leaders to protect Louisiana taxpayers and Louisiana's future. Paid for by 
by the Scott McKnight campaign. Conservatives want to keep Nancy Landry's experience leading the Secretary of State's office. Currently the first Assistant Secretary of State, Republican Nancy Landry will be ready on day one and has a solid conservative voting record from her time in the state legislature. Our new Secretary of State must conduct the 2024 presidential elections immediately after taking office. Louisiana cannot afford someone who needs on-the-job training. Nancy Landry will be ready on day one to keep our elections safe and secure. Paid for by Nancy Landry campaign. Joe Biden wanted to stop oil and gas jobs in the Gulf of Mexico. But Liz Merle fought for us and blocked Biden's left-wing ban on oil and gas leasing. Liz whipped sleepy Joe Biden's lawyers. But we know they'll try again. Liz will be ready and will never back down. For Attorney General, vote Liz Merle, Louisiana's fighter. Paid for by Safe and Free Louisiana, not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. Shady Clay Schecksneider wants to be Louisiana's next Secretary of State. Well, there are a few significant problems with that that we really can't afford to overlook. First, Shady Clay Schecksneider got elected House Speaker by cutting a dirty deal with House Democrats. You know, he's one of those politicians who doesn't seem to be rooted in what he believes in, right? But rather, what he believes will get him the most power. Then, as Speaker, Shady Clay Schecksneider raised nearly a million special interest dollars that are now conveniently funding his Secretary of State campaign. Yes, you heard that right. He raised nearly a million special interest dollars that are now funding his Secretary of State campaign. I would encourage you to search the phrase Clay Schecksneider budget controversy to learn more. But look, it's clear that we can't trust shady Clay Schecksneider to defend our state's election integrity from big spending out-of-state fraudsters. And these are just a few reasons that the Louisiana Integrity PAC is endorsing conservative Republican Nancy Landry for Secretary of State. Paid for by Louisiana Integrity PAC. Louisiana is 48th in police pay, 35th in teacher pay, and dead last for firefighters. That doesn't surprise you, does it? The legislature had an extra $2 billion. That's billion with a B. The blue team fought the red team, and then the red team fought the red team. They passed a budget that none of them read without permanent raises for teachers. What kind of message are we sending? It sounds like, move to Texas. We don't value you. It's embarrassing. So how can we expect our children to stay? serve and build community if we don't make our teachers, police, and firefighters a priority. I'm Hunter Lundy. I'm a Christian and an independent. I'm running for governor. Let's seize the future of family, community, and prosperity, not one of crime, poverty, and potholes. Why not? Hunter Lundy, governor. Paid for by Lundy for Louisiana. Show that's not immune to facts, the Dan Bongino Show, and here on News Talk 96.5. KPEL.